0: The part I liked the most as well was all the conversation. So at the beginning I was like playing a little bit by myself. And at some point you need to to find your teammates. But someone approaches you and then is it like a, a trap or is it like release someone from my team or so you don't really know so you try to test the other person to see if if it's for real or not. And then in the end you find your team and then and then you try to find what the other teams are. And uh, and it's really fun. I'm Vinch, and this is Pulse, a podcast by Made With Love, where we hang out with interesting product leaders that found their way to Europe, or have discussions about a variety of topics related to engineering or product management just between us. In today's podcast, we're between us again, and we're going to talk about remote retreats. Due to circumstances I don't need to remind you about, we were forced to adapt our latest annual team retreat to an online setting, and we learned a lot along the way. Here with me today are Bram de and Yannick de Pau who participated in the organization of that remote retreat. Hi guys and thanks for being with me. Uh, today we're not gonna discuss something technical like uh, we usually do, but we'll talk about remote retweets. So back in November, with Made with Love, we organized our first remote retweet, something we usually do in real life, but it was uh, obviously not possible this year. So uh, Yannick, um, my first question is for you actually. Uh, so before diving into the remote retreat thing, can you explain a little bit how we normally do retreats at Made with Love?
1: Yeah, sure. Hi Vinj. Um So for the past seven years, I think we have been organizing retreats. Basically, that's a week of flying everyone all over the world together to enjoy being together, to um to do workshops, to work together, to play together. Yeah, just to have some fun and to see each other's faces in real life because we're a remote company. And we believe it's well, pretty important to actually have that that real, that human aspect to it as well, that you don't just see each other on Slack and, and, and via avatars. So we choose a location. We keep it secret because that just builds up to the tension. And people start to guess where we might go. We might drop some some hints in, in the buildup. And if the week happens, it's usually um, right after summer, so September, sometimes October. We fly um, everyone to that secret location, and um, yeah, that that's basically the concept and, and, and how our schedule looks. It's uh, usually half a day of work. We do presentations, we do group discussions, we do workshops, and then half a day to well for fun activities. So we explore the country we're in, or we uh, yeah we or have we done maybe Bram? You remember like fun activities we've done already?
2: And there we like last year we went on a balloon ride even, so that was pretty fun. It was uh, what else do we do? We went karting, we went hiking, we went
1: horseback riding in Tuscany was fun as well.
2: Yeah, we did that as well. Riding Vespas in Italy. A different kind of horseback riding but
0: yeah. So that last year was in, yeah, last year was in Italy. So that that was really cool. I, I was there, and it was really fun. Uh, actually, uh, I think I, I guessed the location like a few weeks before. It was, uh, <laughs> it was revealed. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of proud of that. It's
1: pretty hard to keep it a secret in. Yeah,
0: yeah. But I, I think you shared them the the weather or something, and it was then easy to match with uh, like all the location you have. But uh, whatever, yeah, it's not important. But uh, yeah. So I, I, what I can say is, it's really fun. It's uh, really you you need that because when you're always far away from each other we need that you know, that kind of like being t- all together and for one week is it's perfect
1: and it's also you notice like you notice like an energy drop right after summer and it's it's take some time to get back in the game and and to motivate yourself so we feel that's like after summer september october before winter is like the ideal moment to actually organize such a such a fun event so everyone everyone's batteries get charred again. And, and we do notice that, that there's more conversation going on afterwards as well. There's more, mm-hmm. more productivity or so. So, yeah, it, it does have some benefits to actually have that real, real life going.
0: Yeah, I really felt it like that last year because it was kind of a second holiday, even though it was work. But, you know, it's like in, in a different uh, country. And so you really have this holiday like vibe as well. So yeah I think it was definitely doing it like in I think October is the is the perfect moment for that especially when it starts being becoming the the autumn in Belgium and <laughs> and the weather is going going bad and then you go to Italy and it's still nice there so it's perfect. So obviously this year it was not possible because yeah we all know why but uh so when did you decide that okay it was time to cancel this one and do something else instead?
1: Actually, pretty early. Um, I think it was March, like right when we were, well, when we were aware that there was something like a lockdown happening and that stuff was not going as planned and and things got serious. So we basically, that was one of the first decisions that we made that we did not find it realistically. Um, Even if Belgium would be okay, we still have people like all over the world. So to have people fly, that was just, well, the logical thing to do to cancel it straight, straight, Mm -hmm. uh, straight up front. So yeah, um, we had we had a location already for like eighty percent arranged. What was it? I'm not going to share it because we (laughs) we might go there. I'm trying. I'm trying. Okay. Um, So yeah, we had to cancel those plans. Obviously, they they understood, and yeah, we decided to do something else.
0: Right. So how did you prepare for that? So was it more less work compared to a real life retreat?
1: We decided to go fully online um, to do a remote retreat. Uh, It was the first time we we. well, we, we did that. Was it more work? Um, it's hard to say. Probably not, because obviously you don't have to arrange your logistics, the flight tickets, accommodation, meals, other kind of things. So it's probably less work. But uh, on the other hand, you had to spend more time, especially in, in planning and communicating about the schedule and and involving the team to to motivate them, because it's not well, that was the biggest challenge probably to to have these developers who are constantly focused on on delivering quality. Uh, code and and, and and software and then you wanted to make them well do other things as well which is always annoying to get distracted but that was exactly exactly what we were trying well to do to, to create some distraction so yeah we had a lot of uh, we spent a lot of time and energy in, in in the planning and in the in the in the build-up to, to actually well think about cool activities to do because not every, well the obvious things that you think of are oh, let's let's do some i don't know some workouts or or some yeah. yoga or whatever, but that's not the type of activities that everyone was well hoping for. So yeah, yeah, I think I think it was more of a mental exercise, uh, and, and and the planning and the brainstorming was that was quite intense. I was kind of impressed by the way because
0: uh, I thought, uh, as you said, it would be like basic things, but in the end, it was really a lot of different activities and very cool ones. And uh, I have one in mind that we can talk about later, but. Yeah, so maybe you can go go through the kind of activities we we organize. Maybe Bram, you can tell us about uh, a little bit about what we did and uh, what was our, our experience with that.
2: Um, so obviously, as Yannick already mentioned, we usually combine both work and play. So the work part involves having group discussions, having presentations. Obviously, for this online edition, we didn't want to sacrifice those, so we we did want to keep doing the group discussions um, so one of the things we organized is uh, we tried to like do them online which was the first for us having everyone in a zoom call and then one moderator who prepared their own formats uh, to discuss certain topics things like how do we work together any improvements you have to make um, those kind of things yeah we did a lot of other activities as well like we also had workshops that got organized or hosted by other people uh, so not from from our company we did a hackathon, which is a very classic thing. It was actually very difficult to do a hackathon when you don't have an idea. We realized that, but even though it was still fun, we, we made like a little competition out of it, uh, and we also organized like a bunch of social events. And those are things that also other people organized, which was pretty cool. Um, so we did like gaming sessions. We did a cooking class. We had quiz nights. We we even did like this surroundings concept where people had to go outside and film like a walk or something. And then in the end, we ended up with a, almost two hour movie. So those kind of things are, they're really fun. And it's also cool that we are able to continue some of those things Mm -hmm. from now on, like the group discussions, we plan on doing them more regularly. Um, The workshops as well. So yeah, there's, there's definitely like a lot of cool things that came out of it.
0: So there is this thing called Cafe Neo as well that you, that you, uh, that we did and that we continued doing so can you explain a bit what 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 is that thing so it's it's totally invented so so that was i, I was impressed with because you 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 also add branding and stuff for all these things yeah. so uh, we can we cannot show it because we're on a on a recording thing but yeah i was actually impressed by also the visual the marketing that was surrounding these things because it was like okay it's it's, it's for real it's like a, a a real thing it's really nice it's really well organized and uh, but it's all at home. So Cafe Neo, so that was um I don't know if you who came with the idea. Probably you, Yannick.
2: Uh, yeah, Yannick came up with the idea of it. So Yannick, maybe you can explain it a bit more.
1: Yeah, sure. So um basically I wanted to to think about a way um that people well the one thing that you have on the retreat that everyone says that they that that they have that they like the most is like the uh, the talks in between the, the one-on-one chats. Um, and obviously that's something that you don't have if you're going to organize an online retreat. So if you want to bring that experience to, to your participants, then, well, we need to, to come up with a way for that. So yeah, we, uh, we invented Neo, which is a Greek word. Basically, um, it's from a Greek tradition where the old and wise men got together and drank their tea together for like a couple of minutes. Um, so, mm-hmm. so that's basically why, what the name means. Um, it's, it's that being together, that coffee moment. Yeah, it's, it's just part of the branding to make it a bit more catchy, I suppose. But the, the idea is pretty simple. Uh, we, have a, we, we built a Google um, a Slack bot. Um, the Slack bot uh, assigns you a random colleague, and they ping you. And they say, yo, do you have time today to have a little chat together, grab a cup of coffee? Now, we also put some uh, interesting facts about coffee uh, around the world, so that even if you would have nothing to talk about, then you could still maybe talk about the little thing that the, the bot suggested. Sorry. Yeah, so so basically it was just um that and then we also triggered people to actually grab a screenshot together um and mm-hmm. put that on a gallery build, we built so that you can still like see who else is going uh who else was having nice conversations and then that gallery slowly built with all cool uh, pictures and also there it, it, it gives some room for creativity so sometimes people got dressed up or they they like hid themselves in the pictures or or they did some branded Coffee mugs or other drinks. So yeah, I mean, it's it's just a nice little thing that that sparked the uh, the one-on-one conversations. Um, and if you would have no time, you could just reschedule it. The bot was just there to basically help you organize it, and and it was still yeah,
0: push you a little bit to do it.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and we indeed we we decided to to keep that going, not on like a reg- on a daily basis, but more on like a weekly basis now. So every week we still get like this bot asking us. To have a chat with one of our colleagues it's a it's, yeah. it's a little less pushy so if, you, if your week is full you don't have to do it but that that was one of the things indeed that um that i learned wh- when organizing these activities as you said there, there's a few things important so yeah the branding that you said it's 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 actually well we did it on purpose also we had a big kickoff show to, to start the whole event uh, and we really wanted to set the tone and to well to have a proper Show really so, Andreas. Well, he made a whole video with a fancy setup. So, Andreas
0: is the CEO of MedWeaveLove for people,
1: yeah, I exactly. Think. Sorry, yeah. yeah. So, um, so two camera setups, so and and with live recordings v- via a YouTube stream. I, I really don't know how he how did it, he's going to make a blog post about it, I think. Uh, so, keep an eye on our blog if you're interested to to uh to check out how he did it. But it really just looked very nice. So, you, you just had to sit back there and you're basically watching. A movie or and and it, it didn't feel like a zoom meeting where everyone was just together you you, you watched the stream and there was this live presentator and then with with cuts and, and video testimonials of clients and yeah and and people had recorded stuff up front so that really felt like oh wow this is this is something else and just another zoom meeting mm-hmm. and that set the tone so so yeah the quality is is really important uh well if you want to have people involved with it so yeah that's 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 one thing that we did put quite some time in indeed is 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 like the branding make a logo for all these activities come up with some team or like for the cafe new example we could have called it coffee session or water cooler talk bot, but that just doesn't if you if you give that extra it just motivates people yeah I agree to explore it a bit
0: and to come back to that i think it's really nice because uh the way we work at mid love is that you're working all on different projects. So usually, you only talk uh, with people that work on the same project as yourself. And in that case, it's, it's nice, because then you can talk to all the people that you see every day in Slack. So you can still communicate with them, of course. But doing it like in a Zoom, uh, it's different. It's, uh, yeah, I think it, were, it was a great idea to keep doing that, because that was, for me, one of the best things to, to get out of this, uh, out of these activities. But now we need to talk about another one. But I don't, I don't know. You wanted to add something, maybe?
1: Yeah, I wanted to talk about maybe platforms because we did some research about that as well. Where we going to use Zoom for this, or where we going to experiment with other, mm. um, well, platforms to do video calls together? And there is this one tool that we found, High Fidelity. I think it's called High Yeah. Which is basically a map where you have a top view and you have your avatar and you could walk around with your mouse or using your arrows. And and depending on how close you stand. Uh, by each other you could hear it you could hear people it was interesting but it was maybe not perfect for because you you don't have video there um it's just really yeah to fake uh maybe a networking scenery or something so i mean and and there there must be a a lot of tools out there that that have different features than zoom so i would just suggest if you're if you're about to organize such such an event yourself to like to actually look a bit further than just zoom even though we decided to to stay with zoom there might be um
0: this, yeah. actually know a good tool that it's actually being built at the moment so i didn't know back uh, when we did the the retreat but it's called huddle so it's h u d d l e and it's actually uh, i think in my opinion an improved version of High fidelity so the thing uh, the thing we used and it's actually more to to feel like um, to have the office the office vibe in a remote environment. So it's like a virtual environment where you also have meeting rooms and stuff. Yeah. So I think that's something really interesting to to explore as well. Uh and it, I was really impressed by 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 that actually.
1: Well, yeah, one of the things that you want to achieve is you're, so if you're in subgroups and you have breakout rooms in Zoom, but then you have no clue of what's going on in the other rooms. And if yeah. you're like in a big room together in real life, you can still hear like fragments of a conversation somewhere else and decide yourself, okay, I'm going to join that conversation. And that's something that that's hard to counter in, in, in online meetings. So I'm curious. Indeed. But
0: I think that's another topic and it's very interesting. And maybe I will invite uh, the CEO of Huddle, one day because I, I know him very well. All
1: right, let's do that uh,
0: for another podcast episode. So you will you're invited if you want to to join. Cool. But today today it's more about uh, so the the remote sessions thing. I, I wanted to talk really about that thing that amazed me, and that was the great Vendetta, and you're both involved in it. So yeah, ex- explain it because yeah, for me that was that was uh, amazing. Take it away, vidam <laughs> oh, Man,
2: where do I start? Um, <laughs> so the great Vendetta. Uh, Basically, the concept is an online treasure hunt. So what we did is we anonymized every employee and we gave them a character and we divided those characters into um, different groups. Yeah, we used... So we actually, it was like a whole concept. In this case, we used um, the 1920s period uh, of, of of England. So like the, if you know Peaky Blinders, we were going for that vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we did is we we divided everyone into gangs, uh, but you didn't know who was in your gang, so you had to figure it out yourself. And when we kicked it off, everybody got a tip about someone in their gang, so they could start collaborating. They could start asking questions. They, maybe they had some suspicions, uh, and we gave them like very well not concrete tips, but we we have like this this calling.readme concept. So we we yeah. we got information from there. Uh, we also have like other tools we used for like asking social questions where we took stuff from like asking about hobbies or stuff like that. So you could figure out based on that information who was in your in your gang. Um, what else was there? Uh, so you, you you could have like these, you could answer these questions. So there were like riddles in the end. In the beginning they were they were very easy and they got more difficult towards the end. Um, but we noticed that a lot of people started to work together, which was the intended like it was mm-hmm. of, the, of the platform of the game uh, they started collaborating they started to forge alliances and we did it for like an entire month so at the last day of our of our events we stopped it and then at the end people were still figuring out all of these questions and adding scores and stuff like that I'm sure I've missed a lot of stuff already no that's, that,
0: that's a that's a pretty good summary so I, I really like the the yeah the question part was really really nice because you had to like as you said, you, sometimes we had to find stuff in our own notion uh, thing. Sometimes it was like really uh, stuff I- hidden in a picture, and it, I remember this thing with the, the the golden ratio that you have to put like the thing on top of the image to to get the world and stuff like that. So that was that was really nice. The, the part I liked the most as well was all the conversation uh, we had. So at the beginning, I was like playing a little bit by myself, and at some point, you need to to find your teammates but someone approaches you and then is it like a, a trap or is it like release someone from my team or so you don't really know so you try to test the other person to see if if it's for real or not and then in the end you find your team and then and then you try to find what the other teams are and uh, and it's really fun so you and you i think we cheated a little bit uh, with my team but uh, there were some people that were not like really playing, so we started trying to get their account so we could like assign money to to ourselves and stuff like that. So that was, I mean, that was that was fun and uh, yeah. It was really interesting to see. It was interesting to see how serious people the game. like yeah, yeah. How
2: seriously they took the game, uh, hacking like not hacking but like.
0: I know yeah, I like competition myself, but I, I didn't know I would be that involved in that. So yeah, that's that's. And that's uh, actually
1: yeah. That, so the game indeed was designed so that you would play it in, in direct messages and, and trusting each other and sharing information because everyone had pieces and bits of information to help to delay to the puzzle. But you said that you were cheating, but also the game was designed to... So to cheat. I don't, I don't know. I don't I don't think that was cheating. It's just playing on a higher level. And if yeah. that person is willing to give their password because they're not interested in the game, that's totally fine. And everyone could have asked that one person. So cheating is doing something what other people couldn't do or something. And, and that was just yeah. creatively. So I, I, I mean, yeah.
2: Just being smart then. It's more comparable to social engineering, I guess, yeah. to get people their accounts.
0: Yeah, that's exactly that. That's more like uh, trying to hack, hack a little bit the game, but not by like diving into the code, but more like like mani- manipulating other people and stuff. So that was the, the fun part of it. All right, so I think we, we 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 had a good summary of everything uh, we did. Uh, we we talked a little bit longer about Cafe neo and The Great Vendetta. But uh, so I, I want to have your, because Yannick, you were the organizer, I want to have the, the participant point of view of Bram. So did you, overall, did you enjoy it, like this month of uh, fun activities and, and workshops and, and group discussions? And for you, is it better or worse than the real-life retreat?
2: So I definitely enjoyed it, um, but I do think it's a very different experience. So when you're on a real life retreat, it's it's usually a week and there's also no work involved at that point. Like no actual, we have the discussions, of course, but there's no client work involved. This time around, it was a bit different because we have like this, this schedule you had to follow and in between you had to work. Uh, and I know that for some people that was more difficult to manage because they yeah they also have kids and then there's other distractions yeah. going on in their lives and It also felt a bit like those those moments were planned in advance, like also the social events they were planned ahead At a, a real life retreat you usually have like these impromptu social things that happen uh like I remember last year we did a karaoke night. I think you organized that finch um yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm guilty. <laughs> so yeah, those things, they don't, they don't happen. I mean, they could happen, I guess, but they, they didn't happen this time around because, yeah, you're not, you still have your, your daily life going on. Um, but yeah, overall, I really enjoyed it uh, and it really helped me. Yeah, it was, a, it was a good
1: distraction, let's call it like that. Yeah. And I think it's important to actually be agile in your planning as well. You have to plan things a lot in advance to, to free up everyone's agenda. Because obviously there's clients waiting to get to yeah, for work to, to to be done, so you have to plan in advance. But also we we offered a few more activities, and when we noticed like after one week uh, that they didn't get picked up, there's no there's no um, it doesn't make sense to to force people do that. Uh, so so it's also about well it's okay if, if one activity isn't isn't being well used or or played or whatever, then you just kill it and and, and that's totally fine. And and so that, that's one thing. And the other thing is that you give freedom to your well, to the people that, that, that joined to basically decide themselves if they want to um to join a part an activity. I think there were only five out of 30 or so activities we organized that were presence preferred, as we called it. They they got that label, so we really wanted people to be there. That was usually for like group discussions or workshops or like big presentations that we really wanted everyone there. But on the other hand, if you couldn't make it, that's totally fine. And everything well, because you're doing it online, you can record it and, and well we, we put quite some value in documenting things. So all the activities are also recorded and and it's fine to have to have people watch these things and later on and, and, and do it in an async way. That was one of the big dividers that we did in our activities. So we had live activities like for example a cooking show. Um if you wanted to yeah. to cook lunch with, with our CEO, he was going he was going to make Carbonara, but well, It wasn't really yeah. a carbonara. Not, not really,
0: not really. But yeah, that's another <laughs> okay. topic.
1: So, so that's an event that happened on that specific time. But yeah, there were there were events asynchronously as well, so that you basically were free to do it whenever you wanted. So, for example, the uh, the surroundings video that uh, Bram told about already, we just encouraged people to go out there and take a and record a short video of their of their neighborhood or or their, of their house if they wanted to, and you could do that whenever that suits you and and. So yeah, we, we we made a lot of activities and divided that into two, those two lists, like live events and, and async moments to keep flexibility in the schedule. So yeah. that's that's pretty important.
0: Yeah, I'm totally in line with that. But at the same time, I will be very honest. I will talk about my experience because Bram talked about it already. And for me, it was actually, it was difficult uh, that month uh, because, as uh, Bram said, we had to deal with also our other projects and other Customers and at the same time, so it was, uh, yeah. And I have a family as well, so it was, uh, as as uh, Bram said again, uh, it was also have to deal with that as well. So, for example, all for me, all the activities that were uh, at night, like the quiz night and stuff, it was not possible. And even though I know that most of these activities were not mandatory, I would I would say, even though you use preferred uh, presents, preferred. but uh, for me it was also you can feel some kind of that you're peer peer pressure to to be there because i don't know if i don't go to any of those i will i will the people or the people will see myself as, i don't know i'm not involved enough in the company or i don't know so that's not particularly what I was thinking but it can be interpreted that way i think so yeah for me it was yeah that's something we we didn't we didn't talk about yet but the the, the name of the event was invigorating but to be totally nice for me at the end of the at the end of the month, even though uh, I think it was all all, all nice and stuff, I was more like uh, I I think I was kind of relieved that it was over because yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was so much to 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 deal with, but at the same time I think it was uh, great and uh, the organization, as I said, was awesome, but it was less like uh, less revigorating. That's what we did in Italy last year, definitely.
1: Yeah. That was probably the mistake that we made is is, is is indeed we decided to spread it out over a whole month yeah and have like one activity a day that was that was the idea um so that you 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 could if you wanted to to join something like every day throughout October so that was yeah what was it 25 days or so
0: so why was it not uh, spread uh, like maybe like i don't know i'm just suggesting i don't know because you 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 know better about these things than me but why did, didn't we do like, okay, uh, we do like a normal retreat. You just block one week and we do only that, like we do when we do in real life.
1: Um, two reasons. One, that we had to like communicate with all the clients that we weren't going to work for, for that week, which is a bit annoying to do, especially if, if well, because we were kind of late with organizing the uh, actual retreat. I think we were one and a half months in, adv- maybe two months in advance before it actually started. So So it was a bit late to to fit that one week in. And the other big reason, and probably that's that's even more important, I don't think you can keep people interested and motivated and enthusiastic behind the computer screen for, like, let's say, a Zoom meeting of eight hours, even though you would maybe do some other stuff. it's It was probably going to be too draining to do all these activities in, in just a, a very short amount of time. So yeah. that's why we thought it, it would make sense to spread it out over the month. But indeed, you're not the only one that gave that feedback that was the, the, the main feedback we received everyone said it was well very heavy on their schedules and and so that's that's the lesson we learned that um doing one activity a day is probably too much if it takes like an hour or, or 2 hours from your time that day that's that's probably too much so we did we did um, remove some activities from week 3 and 4 in that month and we um well we either cancelled them or we, uh, we 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 arranged them like workshops we we still had a workshop yesterday that was supposed to happen during that month as well, so we tried to adapt and, and listen to the feedback. But yeah, it, it's it's an experiment, so I think it still makes sense to not cram it all in in like a shorter amount of time because then that's also going to be super draining. Because yeah, you have to be on your computer. All
0: yeah, I agree with that. It's, it's it's not the same thing like to be like in Italy uh, for for a week and that being in front of your computer in Zoom during an entire day for like five days uh, in a row. Yeah. So I can totally understand that. Yeah,
2: I agree, because I think that's, I mean, you hear this a lot with other companies that I've talked to that that organize similar things, and they usually do it a day or two days, and it's a full day of Zoom calls, and everybody is forced to be there, and it's it's just not fun at the end of the day, I think. You're very tired, and then you have another day to look for. Like, you have the, the second day that still needs to happen, but you're already tired from the first day. Yeah. So I, d- I definitely agree that spreading it out over a longer period, like maybe two, three events per week, definitely helps keep everyone motivated as well.
1: And there was probably an over- overload of activities. Um, and that's that also fits a bit what I said earlier, that people were, well, they were able to choose, but indeed, then you also create that feeling of of being left out or, or not not participating enough. I can understand that as well. So I, I think it's about finding the right balance and doing this for the first time. Yeah. It gave us a lot of valuable lessons.
0: Yeah, yeah for a first definitely it was a, it was a success even if I'm a, a bit critical because uh, I just want to to be the devil's advocate but uh, <laughs> totally it, fine it was great and uh, for a first uh, yeah definitely great but uh, yeah wh- what I f- what I feel is that there is no perfect solution uh, you c- you can do remote retreat but I think it will never beat the the real thing I don't know if you agree with that no
1: definitely agree i mean how, how can you beat um being for a week with your colleagues in, in a villa on a hill in Tuscany with a wine cellar that has unlimited wines there and free to access whenever you want. I mean, it was a bit over the top. I agree. But yeah, it's, it just gives you can't you can't recreate that vibe. No, it's, it's true. I have a wine
0: cellar at home. I can do the same. <laughs> <laughs> but it's better when I don't pay for the bottles, of course. So it's
2: also the, the, entire, the entire experience that surrounds it. So there's like when we do a retreat, usually people, like we all meet up in Belgium and people from Portugal or from uh, South America, they fly into Belgium first, they, they do this Airbnb thing, they hang out together, they organize their own activities. Uh, so it's the, it's the experience, like this, this kind of excitement that you have. You're going on a trip together, you're catching this plane at 2.30 in the morning, you have to be outside ready for your cab to pick you up. It's all part of the experience, and it's it's a lot of fun, and it's like it's scary because you don't know where you're going, but it's also like excites you, and and you're you're happy to ch- see each other. So it definitely cannot compare with a real life retreat.
0: So we just have to hope that this uh, virus thing is going away, so next year we can do can do it again. But uh, l- let's say it doesn't. Um, so let's say uh, we are just at the beginning of the coronavirus, and it will uh, it will be there for a few years. Even though we, I don't think it will be the case, but uh, we never know. So let's let's say we have to do it again next year. So what would you change? Uh, Yannick?
1: Um, yeah, planning. Now we communicated the schedule two weeks, I think, in advance. It was way too late, so we would do that earlier, so people could actually plan their own work around it more properly. So that's that's probably the biggest thing. And, and as we said already, not 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 have too many activities and and keep it a bit more, yeah, optional maybe focus more on the async activities because the balance was not 5050 we had we had well most of the activities were live because that's obviously easier to um, well to create and, and, and to organize but yeah spend some more time thinking about how you can do async activities yeah I'm thinking it's all it's I mean it's also important to involve people well to involve everyone in in the organizing part where in a normal retreat it's just me and Tim our CEO um that organize the whole. The whole week, so because we we want to keep it a secret, because that's a part of the experience. But I think involving more people in in organizing events, that that so that every activity has like a different owner, that will probably help as well. And then you have your own activity where you feel responsible for, and you might motivate others. So yeah, I think yeah, I think there's you have to find the balance in in yeah in probably in scheduling in planning.
0: I, I'm thinking out loud here, but would it make sense to have like one real retreat per year and then? When I say real, it's like real life uh, altogether. But oh, in addition to that, I don't know, to have a remote one as well. So maybe, I don't know, in March, you have the remote retreat. And in October, you have the the the, the real life retreat. So that's something you 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 consider? or I'm just thinking a lot. I just thought about now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if, if that's something that would make sense or not.
1: Well, to be honest, the, the plans for 2021 are still a bit unclear because, yeah, we don't know what's going to happen with uh with, with this little virus, I think it's. I think it's a good idea. I think it's it's doable. I'm I'm thinking maybe it's it even might make sense to have an external party organize your retreat, so everyone mm-hmm. is a participant. That so you don't have this friction of organizers and participants, and then expecting people to join. And and if it's an outside activity, maybe it's easier to to skip things and not feel left out. Because well, yes, maybe maybe that's a that's a solution there. On the other hand, you want. You want to, like, do it the made it love way and and include your values and include the quality that you're expecting. So it's, yeah, it, uh, I, I don't know. It's uh, still a lot of to think about.
0: What do you think, Bram? Would you like that, to have, like, uh, two retreats a year? I like the idea, but I also think that, like, for
2: example, the activities that we, we did and then mainly the, the social events, I think there's it's fine to also do those things during the year, like ad hoc, like we can... We can have. I think it's something we don't do often right now, like organize those kind of things, like like a gaming session or a quiz night. Uh, and I think during the month, we we proved that we can do that, that we can do it in a remote way, and that that can make people feel included. Um, so why shouldn't we be able to do that whenever we want? Like maybe we can have a yearly summer quiz or something, or I don't know, weekly game night, something like that. I don't think we need to stick to it, like to a specific week or a specific month in a year. But mm-hmm. you can just do it whenever you want, really.
1: But then on the other hand, I think by having this big cool fancy kickoff show, which everyone well, which motivated everyone, everyone has like the same, how do you say that, vibe or so? So it's like expectations and, and, and the buildup, you don't have that part. And then people might even well skip or, or miss out on activities organized because there is there is not this over overlapping concept of, of this is our online retreat now so I'm, I'm I'm not sure if organizing a monthly game night for example if that would be a, a success because does it make sense to organize this if, if just two or three people join every month I, I'm not sure
0: yeah so I understand what you mean So it's not a special moment any, anymore because it's 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 kind of comparable to sorry Finch no, I was it's, it's kind of
2: comparable to, uh, to to people in a real life office going squashing every night or something if you look at it like that. It's just an activity you can do together with your colleagues. And I think that's something that that maybe in our company, it's still a bit missing. But yeah, we don't have to force it, obviously. And I do agree with what you say, that if you make a big deal out of it and organize an event around it, then people will feel more motivated to join. But yeah, things to consider.
0: Yeah, so food for thought, I guess. I think we are almost uh, at the end of, of this episode. I think we are covered uh, everything I wanted to cover. Uh, do, there is just this one question I wanted to ask before we finish That is that. Um, so you talk about uh, third party organizing the, the retreat uh, like uh, two minutes ago. And uh, I don't want to be too commercial here, uh, because we talked about a lot about Made with Love and stuff. So it was a special episode. Yeah, maybe we talk a little bit too much about our company, but I think it's still a great example of what you can do in yours uh, if you're listening to this. But uh, my question was: Can we help people uh, if they want to organize their own remote retreat? So is that a service we offer we offer to people?
1: We have quite some services already, so I don't think it's priority to start uh, becoming an event um, company. Mm -hmm. But can we help? Yeah, I mean. We can help. Sharing is one of our values. So we love sharing what we know. So I will definitely work on a blog post about how to organize an online retreat. So that's that's one thing to look forward to. And yeah, I mean, we, we did receive a question recently by a client of ours that was interested in, in the vendetta that Bram talked about earlier. So basically have, have, an, um, have this web quest kind of thing where people could collaborate with each other and get to know each other better. So we are going to think about creating a product out of this so that uh, anyone could like basically just yeah use use, the, um, use a tool and have that similar experience. I think that's the way that we, we might be able to help if, if, if we actually think mm-hmm. it's doable, because there's a lot of things that are custom to your company and to your employees, so it needs some thinking about how can we actually make this as a tool. So yeah, I mean. And if you have any questions, I, I'm more than more more than willing to uh, to help and, and yeah. Along.
0: So it's it's more it's it's not becoming an event company as you said, but it could be like some products we built uh, could become some kind of SaaS products that we that we sell. Yeah, exactly. for I don't know. So that's why I, I was I was asking this question actually because I was uh, I, again I was amazed by all the things that were created for that, and for me it would be a waste to. Like throw that away now because it's it's done. And there are so many things. I mean, we can reuse that. We can we can yeah. I would I will say sell to other people because yeah, I I really see a value in what what has been built. So that was that's why I was asking this question.
1: Yeah, it might even become become a, a whole retreat SaaS product even. So not only like one or two of the uh, of the activities we organize. Maybe it's it's even possible to like. Offer five or so activities that that you can mm-hmm. then use as your own company. That yeah, that, that can be. Well, we are going to think about that. Yeah, let's let's say that way.
0: So that means more work for Brandon, <laughs> which is a good thing, <laughs> I guess. You you disagree? Or you, I don't
2: know. <laughs> I mean, we'll see how it goes. I guess. Yeah. Because it, it was a. I was also amazed at yeah the things that came out of it, like people building these these tools, this bot, the great Vendetta as well. We only built that in like a month or so. And it was very, yeah, we built it very fast and it worked. And it was very cool. And I think that's some of the things you want to achieve as well. Like we want to have these small niche things out there that, that work for us, but could also work for other people. Um, so yeah, we'll have to explore that some more.
0: Cool. So thank you guys for being, again, for being with me today. That was a really interesting episode again, I hope. Uh, but for me, it was at least.
1: Can I send the regards to my mom?
0: Can you what? Sorry?
1: Can I send the regards to my mom?
0: Yeah, sure. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. Hey, mom, if you're listening, <laughs> I said hi.
0: That's your first podcast, or? Yeah, I think so, right?
1: Yeah, it is. It was a pleasure being here. Thanks a lot. Yep,
0: definitely. Thank you, guys, and uh, see you soon. Bye bye. See ya. Bye bye. Well, that's the end of this episode. We want to thank you so much for tuning in. Our show notes and links to your favorite podcasting platforms can be found on our website, madewithlove.com slash If you'd like to stay up to date on our new episodes or other cool stuff we do, you can find us on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram via PulseMWL. That is PulseMWL. Thanks again and have a good one.